Welcome to the Ruth Speaks podcast, a podcast specifically designed for the seeking believer who understands that the pursuit of God is not about perfection, but rather about strengthening our faith and commitment to the Father. Hello, everyone. I am your host, Keisha Robertson, and I want to thank you for tuning in to today's episode. So in my quiet time, like I usually do, I have spent a little bit of time just contemplating what it is that I was going to talk about on today's podcast episode. And I found myself spending a lot of time thinking about the two words, old and new. And the more time I spent thinking about those two words, the more time I spent with the notion that they kind of are polar opposites. Now, I'm sure that everybody already knew that before I said that, but I just really spent some time thinking about what does it mean for something to be old, right? And what does it mean when something is new? And more importantly for me, how do you know when it is that you are transitioning from something that is old to something that is new? We all know that wherever there's an ending, there is always going to be a beginning, right? The end of something always correlates with the beginning of something else. The thing that I wanted to spend some time with was just the idea of, well, how do you know when something old has stopped and something new has begun? So if you hadn't figured it out today, I'm really going to talk about the whole idea of old versus new, or rather, for this particular episode, new versus old. If you look at Mark chapter 2, verse 22, the scripture says, And no one pours new wine into old wineskins. Otherwise, the wine will burst the skins, and both the wine and the wineskins will be ruined. No, they pour new wine into new wineskins. Amen. So from that scripture, we can immediately take away the notion that Old can never sit on new, and new can never sit on old. That it's almost a situation where like has to always go with like. So in keeping with that thought, if you're motivated or you're moving in something that is old, then of course, in order to move into something new, there has to be a shift. And for the purpose of just talking a little bit more about the scripture, in my opinion, and rather my takeaway is that The references to old versus new and new having to go with new deal really more with the idea of our mindset and how we think about things. What is our position and our thought on something? And in my interpretation and understanding of the scripture, what I sense that the word is telling us is that if we are fit on or set on rather maintaining an old way of thinking, That way of thinking will never sit with a new way of doing things. Why? Because you cannot take the old and bring it into the new because in essence, by doing that, you're going to destroy the whole idea or concept of something being new. So it almost means, in other words, as the scripture ends, a new way of doing things has to be met or only can be met with a new mindset. You can never take an old mindset and expect to arrive at a new way of doing things. You will literally ruin the idea or concept of it being new. 
it's almost kind of like the old adage, if you're expecting a different result, you have to change what you're doing. You cannot do the same thing over and over again expecting a new or different result. The old thing cannot go with the new thing that you may be trying to accomplish. And so, as I said before, for the purpose of today's episode, what I wanted to do was kind of focus in more on the idea that there has to be that mindset shift when we as believers are looking to change or effectuate a change in how we go about doing things. And of course, I'm going back to what I said before. How is it that we know that we have entered from a space of old into a space of new now. What is the point of reference for most people that, you know what, there has to be a shift here. It's time for me to stop doing it one way and start doing it another. And so to me, and really to kind of drive in this whole concept of old versus new or new versus new, I kind of wanted to bring to bear two particular points of reference that kind of stood out to me as I was contemplating how it is that I wanted to talk about this specific topic on this particular episode. The first point being, if we cannot release the old way of doing things, how will we ever be able to see the new thing that God may be trying to accomplish in our lives? Oftentimes, in my opinion, we may pray and ask for God to do something new or to change something or to bring about a change without realizing that in order for God to accomplish that change, to bring about that change, we have to possess the requisite mindset to help see it through, to help bring it to manifestation. And so if one stays trapped or one remains in what they're currently doing when they want God to do something new or different, you may not see or be able to pick up on the fact that God is trying to do something new or different. Now, this takes me back to what I said earlier when I said, how is it that we can understand or understand when it's time to make that transition? How do you know when it's time to go from the old way of thinking to the new way of thinking? And so to me, I'm not going to say the answer is complex or even really simple. I'm going to say I feel like it's kind of somewhere in the middle or in between. In my opinion, the way that we are able to accurately assess when it is that it's time for us to really look at trying to do something new is really subject to a couple of things. Number one, are we asking for God to do something new? Are we asking for God to change something? And if the answer to that is yes, have you opened yourself up to how God might want to bring about that change? Sometimes we don't realize that we ourselves may be the holdup to the change that God is trying to bring about because even though we've asked for the change, we aren't yet willing to let go of whatever it is he wants you to let go of in order to bring that change to fruition. And so to answer the question about how do you know when it's time to make that transition from old to new, the answer, quite frankly, to me is if you're asking God to do something, then you likewise have to open yourself up in, in that same ask to allow him to do it, meaning that we have to ask him to renew the mind and open us up to receive the new thing that he is trying to do and then trust that when things around us begin to shift, that we will be willing to move along with how they're shifting because we are trusting that that is God's answer to us as he is taking us into the new thing that we have asked him to take us into. So in my opinion, 
the demarcation begins where you start to feel the shift taking place around you. Where you're sitting is no longer comfortable, right? What you're doing is no longer working. Where you are is not fitting you anymore as an individual. To me, these are all indicators of a shift happening or the need for a shift to occur. And in either case, in order for that to happen, we have to be willing and open to the idea of allowing God to help bring the mindset along and evolve it so that we are in position for whatever the new thing is that God may either be answering a prayer for in terms of giving us a new thing or forcing us into because it's time for us to move into the new thing. I always like to think about as an example, rather, of when the Israelites were leaving Egypt, right? And I just want to think about their journey, right? Something that should have only lasted days lasted over several years. But if you think about the journey of their exodus from Egypt, right, to the promised land itself, I want you to think about how many times when it got a little difficult, right? No matter the fact that God was continually providing, no matter the fact that God was continually showing that he was there with them, for them, and on their behalf. He's raining down manna from heaven, right? He's parted the Red Sea. He's even produced water from rocks. Just think about, even in the course of him performing all of those miracles, leading them by day and then leading them by night to show that he is with them, right? Think about, and I said think about like four times now, in spite of, and even in spite of all of the tangible evidence of God's presence, how there were several times where they still doubted and did not believe that they were going to enter into the promised land and receive the promise itself. How many times did they question the fact that they ever left and I dare say almost wish that they had left? And so if you just think about that for a moment, It almost takes me back to what I said before about the whole idea of just the mindset shift, right? How the mindset has to change. How in order for us to enter into the new, we have to be willing to let go of the old. And I'm just using that as an example. And this is, of course, my opinion and my interpretation. It almost seems to me as though they were more comfortable sitting in the discomfort of the old when they were met with the challenge or potential challenge of war, even what looked like a challenge to them of entering into the new. And because they didn't trust God enough, despite what he had been doing for them and on their behalf, despite the miracles that they bore witness to, because they didn't trust God enough, they feared the newness. So much so that they rather consider returning to bondage and being slaves than moving forward into their new lives of being free people. And not only free people, but God's chosen free people, right? So think about just how powerful the mind is and how if we allow the mind to hold us captive to certain things, the mind can actually shut us down from receiving a new thing that God may want to do for on our behalf. And in essence, shut down the access to the blessing. If you will not also recall God did not allow a single one of those people who bore witness to the miracles, but nevertheless complained about what was happening, what was not going to happening and how they did not believe and what they did not believe in over the course and span of that time. If you think about it and just recall, he did not allow a single one of them to enter into the promised land. 
because of their lack of belief, their will unwillingness to shift the mindset, to trust God in the new, and the consistency with trying to hold on to bits and pieces of the old life in the old way, they were denied the blessing that was connected to the new thing that God was trying to do. And so to me, it is so important for believers in general to understand that when God is trying to shift and do a new thing, it's so important for us to be trusting enough of him to open ourselves up to allowing him to shift the things on the inside of us, particularly our thinking that promote us to be obedient and responsive to him in such a way that he is able to bring about or accomplish the new thing that he's trying to do on our behalf, which ultimately in most instances, in all instances, is a blessing. Regardless of what the blessing may look like and understand when I say blessing, I'm not always talking about a physical thing. A blessing could be revelation. A blessing could be new perspective. There's so many things that a blessing could be at different points and times and seasons in our lives that the most important thing is not so much to fixate on the blessing, but rather the yielding and submission to God and allowing him to create or do the new thing in you that he may be trying or desiring to do. So in kind of wrapping up point one with that part, that sentence rather, I want to move on to what I feel like is a point two to the whole idea of old versus new and new versus new and the concept of belief that in order for us to effectively move into the new, there has to be that relinquishment of the old, the old way of doing things, the old way of seeing things, the old way of thinking about things, the old way of even speaking on things. Amen? And so my point two would be that no one And this is to me just really a practical point of reference. No one has ever moved forward looking over their shoulder. From just a logical standpoint, number one, if you're always looking over your shoulder and you're always looking back at what's behind you, not only can you not see what's visibly there or present in front of you, but you also can't see what direction you need to be moving in. And so if the constant look back, constant looking over your shoulder, what was, constant focus on what you had or what you dealt with or how you may have felt. If you're constantly doing that, right? And I'm using all these things to serve as an example of what looking over one's shoulder might be representative of. If you're constantly looking over your shoulder, constantly looking back at what was, not really ready to turn around and face forward and leave the past and the old way behind you, not only will you not ever be able to see the new thing that is going on in front of you, what is presently taking place in front of you, you will also struggle with what direction with which you should be moving in. Because I don't know anyone who can walk in a straight line with their head turned around behind them looking over their shoulders. I don't know anyone who can walk and not potentially bump into something while they're looking behind them over their shoulders. Because the focus is not on what's in front of you. The focus remains on what's behind you. And so to say that another way, it is still so important for us to make sure that we are relinquishing in the shift from old to new so that we can become new to new because without the ability to do that, we will also struggle with the old 
blocking what's present, which I kind of have already alluded to a few minutes ago, but more importantly, it will impact the direction with which you are supposed to go in the new. If the old is always inhibiting focus, if focus is inhibited or focus is impacted, then you clearly, without focus, will also lack direction. So it is important that in order to maintain focus and hence direction on what you need to be doing, say, for example, you're walking and you're not looking behind you, you're not going to know that you're about to walk into a wall. If you're walking and you got your head and your shoulder, your head rather, looking over your shoulder behind you, you're not going to see that you're about to stumble over something that's right in front of you. And so without the ability to focus, specifically focus on what's in front of us, we then potentially lose direction because in focusing on what's in front of us, we would know you're about to walk into a wall, go left. We would know you're about to stumble over this, whatever's in front of you, step over it, go to the right, go around it. And so understanding that the required necessary shifts in mindset will happen over the course of our spiritual walk and journey and that when they occur, we have to be ready to receive and open to allowing God to shift the things that he may need to shift in order to usher in the new not only affects our ability to receive blessings in the way and in the time that God wants to deliver them, but it also impacts our ability to stay focused and to be able to know what direction we need to be moving in and when we need to be moving in that specific direction. So all of these things are impacted by an inability to relinquish the old and focus on or allow God to move us to the new. So as I close, I'd like to leave you with this tidbit to chew on. Understanding that old and new are literally the polar opposite of each other. We should always work or do our absolute best to make sure that there is no contamination between the two. Remember, they are just like oil and water. They don't mix. That's it for this episode. God bless you. Keep believing. Keep hoping. And most importantly, keep seeking. Thank you for listening to the Ruth Speaks podcast. Join us weekly as we continue to seek after God. If you'd like to fellowship more, please visit our website at www.ruthspeaks.org. Remember, to reverence God is to rest in Him. This program was produced by At The Helm Productions. 